Hi, I'm Angela, and you're listening to the Daily Rhythm Podcast on Anchor FM. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the Daily Rhythms Podcast. I'm Vic Hunter, your host. Uh, You are always welcome in this space. So we're going to be talking about the discipline of service. And so let's start with this question. How many people do you know who just naturally have a servant's heart? I mean, these are the people who are always willing to give a helping hand to some needy family or mow some widow's grass or help out at the church's food pantry or watch a couple's children so they can go out and have a date night? Any takers? No, just kidding. My kids are actually old enough to feed and water themselves, so we're good. But my mom uh, was actually that kind of person, right? She would always take in some needy family uh, who were temporarily down on their luck. Uh, In her way of thinking, there was always room in the end even if her son had to sleep in the refrigerator. No, not really. Uh, But my mother did have a big heart. And some of us were uh, talking about that at her funeral service a few years ago and just kind of sharing some meaningful stories about that. Now, I wish I could tell you that that was an inherited trait, but afraid not. It's not that I didn't mind serving someone, That is, as long as it didn't inconvenience me. Uh, Case in point, uh, the second semester of my sophomore year in high school, there was this girl who transferred from another school. My teacher asked me to help her feel welcome. So I said, "Ah, sure. I mean, if I see her in the halls, I'll say hello. Uh, But she didn't just mean that. Bottom line, she wanted me to show her around the school. Now, that's where I drew the line. I I mean, I didn't say that, but I I didn't exactly enter into this venture with a servant's heart either. I mean, I had a rep to protect at that time, and and I wasn't about to see her ruin that. Well, later I would come to regret uh, my less than enthusiastic Uh, participation in this venture because we wound up dating soon after that. So anyway, uh, you see, serving others has its own rewards, right? But I assure you, this was far from what Jesus had in mind when he said, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. Mark 10:43 through 44. But I was a relatively new Christian at this point, so I had no idea what this meant. But if Jesus' words were countercultural for a high school sophomore in 1982, how much more are they today in 2022, or, or even in Jesus' day for that matter? But we are not comfortable with the idea of servitude. We are not comfortable with the idea of giving of ourselves, putting others before ourselves, humility. All of that is foreign to us 
who live in the flesh. And yet, this is the life Jesus calls us to. It's all over the Bible, right? Think about what it must have meant like uh, for what well, it must have meant for Jesus to wash the, the disciples' feet. Now, these men who didn't have uh, high tops or Nikes had sandals, which didn't do a very good job at protecting their feet from the dust and the grime and, well, let's face it, whatever else they may have stepped into along the way. And yet Jesus, on the night before he was crucified, knelt down and washed the dirty, grimy, stinky feet of these men whom he loved. Look at me at John chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. It reads, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them until the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now, this is living proof that serving others is not always convenient. It is not always wrapped up in a neat little package. It is often sacrificial, inconvenient, and yes, messy. But that didn't stop Jesus, right? He even says that uh, what he has done is to be used as an example for us all. In verse 15, he says, For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Now, I don't know how many of you um, have heard of jo uh, Joni Erickson Tata. Uh, Johnny, I believe it is. Sorry, Johnny Erickson Tata. But she is a uh, quadriplegic in a wheelchair who paints with a toothbrush in her mouth and is an author and speaker, and she has a worldwide ministry called Johnny and Friends that serves people with disabilities. But Johnny tells a story about um, how she has a, a team of ladies who serve her each and every morning. They bathe her, uh, they change her clothes, they soothe her bed sores, they brush her teeth, uh, they put on her makeup, they get her in safely, uh, safely in and out of her wheelchair day after day month after month, year after year. And I am humbled by stories like that. Talk about being an example of Christ-like servanthood. I can remember going um, through a really deep time of depression. I mean, I felt hopeless 
and didn't know where to turn. But the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. I mean, not not audibly, but but you know, I know His voice, just like you know His voice. And 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 He encouraged me to reach out to my small group through our group me. It was about 10:30 at night, and you know, I didn't really expect to hear from anybody. But immediately uh, after I sent the message, they began blowing up my phone. So sometimes it's not always serving someone's physical needs, but their emotional needs as well. And they did that that night. And service is not always in the big things, but in the small things as well. Jesus says in Matthew 10:42, and whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, Truly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Let me be clear. Uh, You know, you don't have to publicly announce, Hey, I'm doing this in the name of Jesus. That would make you a Pharisee. But just do it. Just do it. You'll you'll get your reward, uh, the text says. I am always amazed when I hear these um, great marathon stories where people are handing out uh, bottles of water and energy bars uh, to the runners. You don't always notice them because they're not out in front running. They are on the sidelines serving. We need more people like that. I can't tell you the number uh, of great servants I have had in my life. If I were to sit down and and count them, they would be in the thousands, maybe the millions, uh, in my 56 years of living. Talk about a million stories in the naked city, right? Uh, One of my favorite examples is um, a young lady who used to serve me coffee right before worship service. She would bring it uh, faithfully every Sunday, and to my specifications, I might add, three creams, three sugars. Uh, Now, it was a small thing, but I was simply encouraged by the intentionality of this um, young lady's heart, her servant heart. Another favorite example, um, there's a young lady who faithfully sends me the list of songs we'll be singing during worship um, every Saturday evening. Uh, She sends them to my email. And she's been doing that for, oh gosh, two years? Really, really just amazed by that. Uh, There are other stories of other people. Uh, I read a story of a woman who was chronically ill, and her husband would lovingly serve her until her death. He would hold her head over the toilet when she threw up. He would change her Um, soiled depends. He would feed her and bathe her. And when I think of of loving your wife as Christ loved the church, this is the kind of love that comes to mind. Uh, Sacrificial love that comes from a servant's heart. Wish I could be more like that. Uh, One last story. Um, I mentioned my mom earlier. My brother had uh, mental health issues. 
But my mom, until she became uh, too ill to do it, served his needs when he could not care for himself. Like I said, my mom, my mom had a big heart. I only wish my heart was half as big as hers. In closing, let me just say that this is not the kind of episode where we receive great teaching from the scriptures and go on our merry way. This is an episode where we are all encouraged uh, to draw closer to the heart of the Savior by serving others. He set the standard. He set the example, not only uh, through washing the disciples' feet, but ultimately by dying on the cross for those whom he loved. May we all be encouraged to be Jesus for those whom we love, which of course should be everyone. Thanks for tuning in today and looking forward to being with you next time. Until then, keep drawing near to Christ. God's blessings to you all.